All right, folks, coming to you from Las Vegas, it's Sports Insider Radio, inviting you to go to sportsinsiderradio.com. And the number to call, 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing, along with our friends John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. John's in Vegas. Mike joining us on the phone from Baltimore. And our good friend Kenny White uh, is in studio as well as we get the fun started with football, basketball, hockey, it is a crazy time of year. How you doing, boys? Hello, John. What's new and exciting, my I'm doing friend? great. I'm actually uh, part of the Kenny Club. We're both wearing T-shirts in Las Vegas. We're not wearing fur coats. You and, guys uh, are out of your mind. I'm bundled up. I got the long sleeve shirt. I got the golf sweater vest on, and I got a hooded sweatshirt in the car. Happy holidays. It's beautiful outside. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's called the flu season. Are you guys idiots? Yeah, they're right about that. It is. Oh, it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm literally. I mean, I've gone from the fist bump to the elbow bump. I've had. I had a cold for ten days, and I still yeah. stay over there. Still have it. I mean, it's been actually been longer than that. It's probably been two weeks. It just it's, it was a cold, but it just hangs on forever. It is one of the crazy things. I mean, we're airing uh, in, in several other markets as well around the country, but I, I would say that it is one of the most unique things about living in Las Vegas. And, Kenny, you've been here forever and a day. I'm here now uh, pushing 14 years. I, I've never seen anything like it. There is no such thing as a 24-hour bug. I mean, if you get a cold or any little calamity, it's two weeks. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it uh, it's just doesn't go away. I have no idea why, but it doesn't go away. All right. Mike joins us uh, back in Baltimore from johnsyndic.com. Hello, Michael. How are you today? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I feel a little left out, honestly. You guys are sitting there in the studio, and I'm all the way across the coast by myself. You're you're in power. You're, you're in complete control of the office, so there you go. You got that going for you. Uh, what a great time of year this is. There's just so much on the plate. We're bowling for dollars. Bowl games are going to be commencing. Oh. This upcoming Saturday is the first Saturday where there's only one football game, Army-Navy up in Philadelphia, you know, in my neck of the woods. But now it's when people realize they got to make money in college basketball, which is obviously one of Kenny's fortes, and realize that they're not going to get that football fix now until closer to the new year. Well, you mentioned just We're going to break down some of these games for our Louisville listeners. We're going to talk about the Tax Slayer Bowl and the Music City Bowl later in the show. You mentioned uh, just one game on Saturday, the Army-Navy game, Kenny. Uh, it's funny. Navy has owned this series. Uh, they were three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's down to three. But Army having a great season, 8-3. Uh, and three. Navy's lost five of the last six. Now, the good news for both of these teams – uh, you're going to have Army going off to the Armed Forces Bowl, and they'll play San Diego State. And Navy season is not done either as they're bowl eligible. They'll be in the Military Bowl against Virginia. But this is the game that makes or breaks the season for both of these teams to the point where we talk about military academies and those opportunities all season long. The one thing we you've talked about this forever You get a great effort from these guys. The sheer nature of the discipline that they have to do just to go through their daily routine. They never quit. But they are still human beings, Kenny. And both of these teams lost the game prior to the Army-Navy game. It is amazing no matter how much you talk about it. It still has that human nature aspect to it where (laughs) they know what's in the on-deck circle. And and barely just miscovering the spread. I mean, it wasn't like they were that far off. I mean, they were both short underdogs. 
um, but both did lose. Um, this one's going to be amazing. They they combined for 120 passing yards a game between the two, and Navy gets 90 of that. Air Force throws for 30 yards a game, so it is a uh, run, run, run football game, and I always say with this much time to prepare for each other, uh, usually you get a lower-scoring football game. And one other thing, just specific to these two teams, we talk about the challenge that teams face when they're going to jump in and play an Air Force. Uh, they're week five, and they get a week to prepare for that type of offense. Uh, for Army and Navy, these two teams basically practice against their own guys and a similar offense. So this is really not only the intensity – but there is an element of familiarity that breeds contempt. And you, you look at the game and the total they bet to the under from 48 down to 46. Right. So when I say that, that it, it leads to a lower scoring game, neither team has played to a total of 46 this year. Not even close. Right. This is the lowest total by far both teams have played to. So is it really an under or is it an over? Is there value on the over now because the total is so low? All right. It's Sports Insider Radio, one 800 209 one six seven nine. Just the one football game, uh, Mike, on Saturday. But then, uh, as John alluded to, uh, it is time to go bowling, and uh, we start really looking at trying to get ahead of these numbers and uh, analyze the games. But motivation is a big factor in this. You know, some of these teams had higher aspirations, and uh, that's really one of the Rubik's cubes when you're trying to fa- uh, factor in. You know, what is a team's level of commitment to playing in a bowl? You think it would be great, but there are teams. You know, thought they were going to play in the Fiesta Bowl, and they end up in the Independence Bowl, and they're not doing a cartwheel to be there. Well, you couldn't be more right about that. I mean, there's a lot of letdown opportunities where you really have to follow a lot of these coaches that have moved, like a Florida State where he's done coaching. Is that coach that comes in there for interim going to be able to get these guys routed up for the game, or is it just going to be a letdown because they're already expecting the new guy to come in next year? So there's a lot of opportunities, especially with bowl games, because every number is up for the game. There's three weeks away from, you know, those the championship games. So you really have a lot of time to be able to assess it and get in on the early number before the public comes in and it moves it. it Mike brings up a great point. Kenny, let me, let me just, uh, have you yap about this for a second. Um, that situation arises, it seems, two, three, four times a year in bowl season where a coach either gets fired or – runs away and goes to greener pastures. When you're doing power rankings on a number, that, that is such a gray and intangible area. Uh, can the guy that come in, it comes in, can he sustain what they've been doing, uh, or is there a chaotic nature to it? Some guys pull it off, and I'm just this is a perception thing. It would seem more often than not it leads to, to a sense of uncertainty, and it's more problematic than an opportunity. Is that fair? I don't like. Do you do anything in relation to the number with that when there is a guy that basically is going to be managing the game from the sidelines for the first time? Well, the talent's the talent on the field, and it all depends on who that guy is. If it's an offensive coordinator stepping into a position to run the team that he's been running all year, I have no problem with that. I think it's going to be fine, but. We're talking about there's a question mark in the football game. And unless you know for sure what that question mark means, because some, some players love their coach, love them. And, and, and that's, probably the, that's probably what happened in Oregon. They probably they love Willie Taggart, I'm sure. He was there one year. He didn't have enough time to be the bad guy. He came in and really turned things around. Um, great coaching staff, and now he's leaving after one year. Uh, these guys might be upset that that happened. And who knows how they're going to play in the bowl game. Um, 
it's a question mark, so I kind of stay away from the question mark games. All right, so and just follow up on, on that specific topic. Louisville basketball, and we see around the country, Auburn with the, with the problems that are going. Uh, Auburn's an athletic team. They've been running up and down the court and scoring. What what, if, what are you doing with these teams that are having the, the problem uh, with the programs, and then we know what's going on, the, the Patino situation in Louisville. How long will it take for you to say, Okay, now I, I kind of see where these kids are. This is a massive punch to the gut, uh, and it's an upheaval. At what point do you say, I'm going to have a level of confidence and certainty of what I'm dealing with here? Or does it even bleed its way out throughout the course of the whole season where they will steadily improve? Or they just flatline? Uh, there's still so much talent for the Louisville Cardinals, and I think David Padgett's going gonna to be, he's gonna be at his best where he's at games that they can win. And when there's games that come down to the wire, he may be in a little bit of trouble because he may be outcoached a little bit. But he knows the talent. He's going to get better as the year goes along. And Louisville's going to get better, I think, as the year goes along. But there's still a ton of talent there. The one thing that I like that I've seen out of the Cardinals is they're still playing great defense. They're running up and down the court like crazy as fast as they can, but they're playing great defense. So all these things we're talking about, John, these are the upfront in advance trying to get ahead, well, ahead, uh, trying to get ahead of a number. Uh, trying to you know be on the front end of it. Sometimes it's not who, it's when. But one of the other things that you'll do is on game day uh, have the, the the beginning of that game, have it unfold. There are math models and things that are in place. But there's the, just because a game starts doesn't mean the game is over in terms of what we do. Because you can then do something either in game or the reality of it is the best opportunity is at halftime. I mean, you can take the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals plus four and a half, because you know me, I would always grab the four and a half, and then you can take Pittsburgh minus six in the second half last Monday and win both sides of the game. So, you know, that's the trading aspect. Um, I don't know if that was something you were looking at, Kenny, Pittsburgh minus the six in the second half. I didn't think that Roethlisberger was going to just lay roll over against Cincinnati and score nothing, but that's the point of the trading aspect. The other part is, looking ahead to this Saturday, Indiana plays at Louisville, but the thing with this game is making it special. It's part of the ESPN doubleheader. So now they have a national stage. Of course, they're on locally where they live, but how much of a factor do you think that goes into the number when these students know that they're going to be uh, showing what they can do on both sides of the ball uh, You know, on, on a network like ESPN, Kenny? Oh, they're going to be fired up, obviously, because they kind of wanted to put what happened behind them and Show everybody that you know uh, Louisville's strong, and we're we're going to play, and we're going to come out, and it's it's basketball. We're business as usual, and I'm sure you're going to see a great performance. Louisville, far better talented team. I was going to pull up and uh, tell you exactly what I made this game. And, um, and while you while you're looking for that, you know, and, and, and give us what you think the the number will be. Uh, but but what John brings up is a great point. We just had a basketball game here in Las Vegas last night, uh, UNLV and Oral Roberts, and it, it was not on their home court. And you could have shot a cannon off in there. So, again, you talk about, you know, what is an atmosphere in the building uh, and how that would factor in. I would say this. you got Christmas coming up. We've seen this at uh, at holiday time, at Thanksgiving time as well. you got to know, when will the student body actually be on campus? And, okay, yeah, you got a home game, 
but the building is two-thirds full, and the student section is not there because those kids are home on Christmas break. Those are all little things that may sound like intangibles, but that atmosphere and ambiance in, in a game has a distinct impact. Now, home field advantage is how loud the crowd can be to affect the officials to make calls in your team's way, and that's what home field is. When you're UNLV last night, they're playing, um, I think they played it. They played MGM Grand Gardens last night? or yeah, It was at MGM in, in the, the first half. They were asleep. I mean, everybody was – it was low scoring. And, and then in the second half, this would have been a, a perfect wheelhouse you know, in your world, John, because, like, I looked for it to be a higher-scoring game. They came out of the gate. They couldn't shoot it in the ocean. Yeah. And then in the second half, it went bananas and still went over the total, but it was way under at halftime. Marvin Menzies is a great coach, and that, that situation right there, that that home court – you know, normally a crazy home court could be worth five, six points. That was probably worth one or two points. UNLV is just playing far better than Oral Roberts is. Marvin Menzies may be gone after this year from UNLV. He could end up at a big school like Louisville. But that's an amazing thing. And we'll, at least you mentioned Louisville um, and, and that situation. Just very briefly to talk about what Menzies has done. No one has any idea that last year that was a complete throwaway. He literally... Uh, three weeks before the season, he didn't have enough guys to field a team. And they actually came out, were moderately respectable, and then, you know, they hit the wall. But what, it, what he's done now his second year, and you're right, if he stays, now, you, you know, you got how long do you give a coach to put his stamp on something? He's done an amazing job in the short term. What, what, the two losses, overtime losses at Northern Iowa and to Arizona. Right, two overtime losses. And those are two really good basketball teams and really tough to play at. So, yeah, I, I think he could be gone. I really do. I think somebody will offer him a bunch of money that UNLV will not be prepared to match, and he'll be somewhere else next year. He's done that good of a job because you're right, last year's team, 300th in the country, but they still they still ended up like about 150th in the country because this guy knows how to coach and he knows how to recruit. What'd you come up with on that Louisville? Oh, I'd make, I'd make Louisville 11, 11 and a half over Indiana. Okay. They're a good size favorite. Indiana's still rebuilding. They got a new coach too. Now, normally to get that number, you'd have to be a member of your service, but listen, <laughs> we're going to do this promo because we're going into the bowling season. There's only one game. And this is what I call like psychological breakdown of betters. A lot of betters don't want to play basketball, Brian, um, because they just, they're so obsessed with football. One of the things we fight trying to teach people how to treat their wagering as a business. Mike's sitting over there in Baltimore manning the phones. Guys call in and they, they want the whole board. They want the And now I, I don't think a lot of recreational players are looking ahead and realizing that there is not a slate of college football this Saturday. A lot of guys just look at daily action. They're obsessed with what's going on today and it's very um to put it in horse racing perspective, we'll get into that with some of the Louisville stuff. Um blinders on. So, you know, for you guys that are listening Take this serious. We can we can make it a December to remember. March on into the new year between the, the trifecta we have here and uh, we got Mike over in Baltimore. Call the office at 1-800-209-1679. We're giving away the Army-Navy game absolutely free. Plus, as a courtesy, since we're featured on ESPN Louisville this week, we're going to give away that Indiana Louisville game absolutely free and again just because you make that early number that we're doing this radio show on Wednesday somebody listening to this radio show tomorrow or on Friday and other markets around the country Kenny that number it, it is just a part of what goes into the decision at game time before you you make the wager that's the number I'm thinking the betting line is going to be right that's not my number my number could be completely different ah, right? I so see exactly I think the betting line will be I think Louisville will be around 11 11 and a half point favorite so guys call Mike you can get that winner absolutely free indiana uh 
Louisville, I personally like to you know look at the obscure games that are not on TV, but you get the bonus of being able to do what Brian likes to call the eye test, watching this game on ESPN. And then, um, like I said, if you're listening to this radio show tomorrow, we're going to be in several markets before the game. You know, down there in the South, you you know you have split. You have fifty percent of the fans are Atlanta Hawk fans, fifty percent of the fans are New Orleans fans. The line opened up at Pickham Kenny, now it's one and a half. So obviously, there's been some movement on the road team and. Uh, We've been seeing on these TV marquee matchups, back to that home field advantage, the steady cover with the home teams on the Sunday night and Monday night games. I'm going to throw two things out uh, in terms of things to watch for. And I think that's one of the things that we look to do here is always to – we're always, Kenny, that's the one thing with Las Vegas. Always, always in look-ahead mode. Yep. Trying to, A, get the best of a number or find a trend or a streak or something before it happens and before a, adjustments are made – by the odds makers. I, I, of all things, I'm going to throw hockey at you. And, I, and I'll say this. I had mentioned to you at the beginning of the year, watch out for Jersey. And it's a different team in terms of their style of play. It was an over team. Well, they were a dead over team, and, and that ran its course for maybe five weeks. Now water kind of finds its level there. But as their goal scoring was 5.2 goals a game last year. Now it's over six. It, 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 the games are higher scoring. We're seeing more six totals of six. I guess our point is, it doesn't matter what the sport is, there are opportunities that are out there, but you're seeing more sixes and even the occasional six and a half than you've ever seen before uh, because I think maybe to a degree the odds makers are at long last paying much more attention to it. But in terms of getting ahead of something, I would say there are two situations that are existing right now. You have Pittsburgh, who's got a kid goaltender who's replaced Matt Murray, and the first two games the kid played, he went against Buffalo, who had gone... Uh, 10-3-1 and one to the under in their last 14 games. They couldn't shoot it in the ocean. And the kid got a shutout and a one-goal win. And you're like, well, back-to-back games against the team that couldn't score. Now it's like, watch out. Now he's going to be going against some offensive teams. His next game, over. 4-3 was the final. They should have scored the, nine goals. The Rangers played their backup goalie. And, and But because... And, and they hit post. They should have scored 11 goals in that game. Yeah. But because the kids had two shutouts, they sit there and have the deflated total. But now in the next little bit, he's going to face higher-octane teams. So there's a window of opportunity because Pittsburgh will say, because this kid's there, we got outscore teams. And the other one is Edmonton. It's the exact same situation, except their backup goaltender couldn't stop a medicine ball. And uh, the kid's name's Brassois. He's played two games, a 6-4 loss and a 7-5 win. It's to the point where Edmonton may have to make a trade to get a goaltender in the in the stopgap mode because they need the points now to replace the uh, to you know because they're a good team they're a good hockey team without a they're, without a goalie they're well they're struggle underachieving yeah. mightily but they they're going to have to say to themselves you know what we don't want to play this way but we're going to have to outscore teams it's our best shot because even if we played a sound simple game if this kid's letting bad goals in. So anyway, I'm just saying on the front well, end, you look at those two teams and say there's a, maybe a two-week window where they're high-scoring teams. So, you're again, it's just projecting forward to find those kind of opportunities. I'm with you because hockey's been my most profitable sport over the last month, and it's been amazing. And you've always said it, and I've found it true because now I'm keeping up with it like I'm right on top of everything. They don't make the adjustments. No, not fast enough. Yes. Not, not fast enough. They're Backup not, goalie should not, be a half goal. It, they don't move yeah, but, in 10 cents. But you know what? You could get caught in, in fooled with a guy like, uh, I don't. I might not be able to pronounce his name right, Antoine Kubanon? Kub, Kub, uh, Hudobin. 
Who he, he, he used to be good. He's he, terrible. He wasn't really ever used to be good. He was an, a little above average goalie, and now he's 31 years old, and he's had a couple bad seasons. Now all of a sudden he's filled in for Rask, and he had seven unbelievable games. Well, it, it, again, I guess what we're trying to do here is, is how you take information and you can do something with it. One of the most profitable angles that we've ever seen in our life. Don't give it away. Our when, when the dads, when the away. dads are on a trip with teams, so no, I'm, well, I'm just saying. The more, the, well, the hey, more good, you give it away, the more good, people good, are going to know about good, it. Well, good luck finding it because it's hard to find. But but there's also subplots inside that. Boston had their dads on the trip. They won the first game of the road trip. Okay, now the second game. There's a caveat to that angle because it's the dads' trip, and all the dads go on the trip. Well, who Bowden, the backup goaltender? He has a dad, too. So on the second game of the dad's trip, teams usually play the backup. The Bruins played their lungs out. They were down 4-1, came all the way back, and Bowden let a horrible goal in yeah. again. They brought the other goalie in, and they fell a goal short. Yeah. But, but there, I mean, again, there are the, there's the game within the game and all these little nuances that you can apply that give you opportunities. Well, we need to get on to football, but I was reading the game before that. He was very fortunate. He got peppered with like eight shots, and they've said his defense has made him the goalie that he is right now. And the stats he's putting up, the goals against average goals in the game, it's been all about the defense that's been playing for him. Well, so let, 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 me, let me and also let me say this: Mike is, is sitting there running the uh, office, and as we know, there, there is you know I want you to say it again: your most profitable sport has been the NHL. Because the point of this show is to educate people. I realize that most of the people listening to this radio show are not interested in NHL from a fan perspective. Well, I like those soccer. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. And when you do it, there's pain in trying to get the client to play a game that he's not watching on TV or doesn't have an interest in it. So the you game know, that's on TV, in many instances, maybe most instances, well, so that is whole, the worst game exactly. To play. So that's the whole point. And edgy. If you're driving down the road and you're listening and you're shaking your head, you're saying these guys make it sound so easy. It is easy if you're treating it as a business. So when you call one eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine, you get a complimentary week and you get the. Uh, if you call tomorrow, you'll get the NFL game, the New Orleans uh, Atlanta game we'll go over in a minute. We're not going to give out the selection, obviously, on the air. And then you'll get the Indiana uh, Louisville game on TV, plus any additional information we have. But the most important thing is if you want to make it a December, remember, you've probably played since week one in September. We had the situation last week where we only gave out two selections last Saturday to our clients. Clients calling back on Sunday saying, thanks a lot for the 2-0, and but unfortunately I lost my whole bankroll because I played 10 other games on my own. So the whole thing is, once they see the the size of the board of college basketball, my job is to try to get the client listening. Hey, listen, be selective in your wagering. Understand it's not as easy as betting it and forgetting it. Well, That's why you come say, into the in-game wagering I, in the I second half. I would say to Mike, sitting back there, that I, I'm sure these are conversations you have all the time, Mike, where... Uh, there's if you say treat it like a business there are so many aspects to all these things that we're talking about with each individual game but your approach to doing it there's discipline and money management that has to be part of the equation and that's probably one of the toughest conversations you have on a daily basis when people call in well exactly i mean and just to touch on what john said the two games that we won on saturday were both nba games we no. didn't touch the college right. football board and they're freaking out because the games were at night. I released them to them, and they're like, what about the game that's starting in 10 minutes? The, you know, the SEC championship. So everybody just wants to be a fan 
when we're fully diversified, we have soccer going off during the middle of the day, and it's more to the client that actually treats it as a business. He doesn't care. He becomes just a robot. He just everything that we do, he puts it in. There's variance to every single play. He understands he's not flat betting anything. He's not looking for a winning percentage. And he's actually understanding this correctly. And and obviously, we know that last Monday the Supreme Court they started the oral arguments against uh, New Jersey with the states' rights and possibly wagering being legal in 32 states. But look, then you have the whole other aspect of is that when you have people that are playing on credit versus playing with cash here in Vegas, they're going to wager in a completely different manner. Someone that's grown up uh, outside of Las Vegas my whole life. You you know the lo- local the local guy you have that credit line you can just fire away and it becomes like an adult video game here you're going to respect it more perfect examples before i came into the studio this morning i actually hit got lucky hit a four-teamer last night for fun i hit these small four-teamers when i'm playing them for 50 bucks kenny and brian a hundred dollars um you know and i did it on one of my apps um and just for principle to keep the business aspect instead of having the let it ride philosophy i went down i cashed out what i won on the parlay and, you know it was it was a thousand dollars on a hundred dollar four teamer, and uh, just to say, hey, my principal balance is in the account, but now I have my profit. Of course, the money's there if I need to put it back. You follow me? But these are habits that in Vegas you just do out of habit. Um, I have a friend here that's a professional better, and he just every week, no matter what, he goes and he he empties all his app accounts and his cage accounts, 30, 40% of the profits, just to say, hey, he feels it. And when you don't feel it, when you're playing on credit week to week, and this is what Mike deals with on a daily basis, you're listening and you're in Colorado and you're in Mississippi and you're in Louisville and you got the local guy, or you're even offshore and you don't see the money. I think there's something to be said for um, feeling the wager versus not feeling the wager. Let me bring up one football note here. Uh, then we'll take a brief break, and then we'll come back and we'll look at the, the week 14 in the NFL and, and some of the college bowl games. But there, there are intangible things and things that have worked over the course of time. Now, I'm not sitting here saying uh, this is what I'm going to do, but it would most assuredly be a starting point for me because we've seen things like this before, Kenny, and it's again, it's getting on the front end of something. And we learned this lesson about seven or eight years ago with Pittsburgh in the NFL, the teams that played Pittsburgh in a massively physical game week in, week out, the following week, those teams that had faced Pittsburgh were a nightmare. That lasted for two and a half seasons. And we found on the front end Seattle a few years later with, with the Legion of Boom or whatever. Right, the, right, right. The, the teams that played them the following week. Are you tabbing the Bears? No, no, no. Let me, <laughs> wait, so, so here my point is, and there are two things in play that I, I, I need to ask you about the number. But I would say as a starting point that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game was one of the most vicious, physical football games I have seen in a long time. So I wouldn't be looking at Cincinnati or Pittsburgh this week There's good for Baltimore. any way, yeah. shape, or form. That would be at least a starting point. But my question is, here's Baltimore. And Baltimore is so comfortable in their own skin. The other long-standing tried-and-true thing was Pittsburgh and Baltimore. The home team was always a three-point favorite. Now, here's Pittsburgh off that physical car accident with the game of the year coming up the following week against New England. And you're sitting there with Pittsburgh a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite. Uh, I'm not getting that one at all. Why the inflated nature of that number? Well, uh, I'm going to look real quick, but uh, the first time they played 
in Baltimore. Uh, that line was Pittsburgh, I believe, four. Let me look up here. Three and a half. Pittsburgh was three and a half in Baltimore. At the time, Baltimore was a mess. And now they're only five and a half at home. So that's, I mean, you could look at it that way as well. And But let's look at it this way. Pittsburgh's got to play, play the hard-hitting game at Cincinnati, hard-hitting game at Baltimore, then play New England. What happens against New England? That's that's going to be the question mark. And sometimes I think, you know, that it's a good angle to follow. Sometimes I think maybe the sample size is too small. Every one of well, these games are hard-hitting. Let's you listen. tell me, hold it, you show me a game that's not hard-hitting. No, I get it. You know, because if, so, if, some, I, if some, I tackle you right now in the parking lot, you're going to be hurting if an NFL no, you're guy. A beast. If but an NFI guy tackles you in the parking lot, you're probably going to the hospital. Well, but. I don't. I don't argue that. <laughs> but I mean, that, those things stood the test of time, where you know the teams fly around, and some teams are way more physical than others. Yeah, there's true. And, and that game. Was well, that's also on my track. The other thing, even though it's a rivalry, Baltimore. Mike, does Baltimore win on the road? I don't think so. Kenny, you can look at your numbers. You know, I think the worst road team in the NFL this season was Pittsburgh until they came back and won. Baltimore, they are 3-1 and one against a spread on the road, so they might not win, but they exactly. do. Exactly. Well, again, when we talk about looking ahead, I and mean, we'll take a quick break here, but from a really looking ahead time period, you're going to have New England in all likelihood. You can say it's a sandwich game also, they're New looking ahead in New England. Oh, I said it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, But I'm telling you, New England, here you go. Two games at home, Gillette Field. And Baltimore's on a roll. Two more games for New England to go to the Super Bowl. I will tell you this. Who can go into Foxborough and beat these guys? The crazy thing is, if you're looking at futures, current form, I give the Chargers an outside chance. But I'll tell you, there's not one team in the AFC that I would give a better chance of going into Foxborough and winning in the playoffs than Baltimore. They've done it before. They're comfortable in their own skin there. But again, you're getting the inflated price on a futures where you're getting a team like this at 25 to 1 where they're dangerous if they get in. So again, those windows of opportunity are there for a while and as weeks go by they disappear. It's it's all about timing. When the when to get the when to get down on a team, when not to, and when to be against them. It's like buying buying but low there, and selling but it's high. It's always time to call one eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. Get today's complimentary selection when you call. It's Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. We're going to take a brief break and we'll come back. We'll look ahead to Week fourteen in the NFL and some of the select bowl games on Sports Insider Radio. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. .com. Call 1-888-201-4201. Syndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to 
access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys. The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. All right, we're back with you, Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com, 1-800-209-1679 as we dive back into the fray and start looking ahead to bowl season and week 14 in the NFL. And it's, it's not necessarily... The biggest game, uh, we know who the final four are going to be, but it could be the Bahamas Bowl. It could be the Music City Bowl. It could be uh, a smaller bowl with two highly motivated teams that gives you the best opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're looking ahead at these bowl games, you're trying to get the numbers. Obviously, t- games like Alabama, the line's one and a half. You got Georgia plus one against Oklahoma. So you have some notable uh, New Year's Day and New Year's Eve matchups. But before we get to New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and then we'll jump back to uh, NFL for this weekend, we have on December 29th the Music City Bowl. And that, and you have Kentucky Northwestern. Right now, Kenny, the number is Northwestern minus seven and 51. And then on December 30th, the following day you have louisville minus seven with a total of 63 against mississippi state so you have uh one kentucky game is the dog one kentucky team is the favorite so and they're both on hard numbers of seven and what do you specifically do kenny with mississippi state it was one of the saddest moments of the year the injury to fitzgerald was just a grisly uh, thing for anyone to see but what kind of impact would in terms of a drop-off let me ask you this. If Mississippi State was going to play a game the following week, what would the drop-off be? Now you've got all this extra time to prepare. How would you then massage that kind of thought process in terms of making a power ranking on that team? Oh, they also lose their head coach. And, and the guy did a tremendous job there of building this program. But you lose your quarterback to that to that grisly of an injury. Uh, it was gruesome. But it, it was a, a good comeback by Mississippi State against Mississippi. They came up short. The, the second-string quarterback got to get some uh, um, experience in that football game. A lot of it had to do against the prevent defense late in the game where he put his points up. Um, I have a four-point drop-off, um, and I still think Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the country. He'd I, be my first pick in the draft. And that was going to be my next question. How does his game translate to Sunday's? 
I think it'll translate great because the guy's got an arm. He can read defenses. He can throw the football. He's very accurate. And the speed he has is going to be amazing for the NFL. And one more quick comparison because you have numbers on all these guys. How would Lamar Jackson, and I'm asking you that this would be a recollection thing, same same kind of guy, same school. How's Lamar Jackson compared to Teddy Bridgewater, what he was yeah. coming out? I think now, Mar- I remember the Bridgewater thing. You were not happy with, with Charlie Strong. You thought that, the, that he was a very conservative coach that held Bridgewater back. He held Bridgewater back, and Charlie Strong got the Texas job because of that, and I thought this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They're good because of Teddy Bridgewater, and, and he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country, I thought. Uh, well, Lamar Jackson, the same way. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in the country, and he's made Louisville what they are. Patino, better coach than Strong, though. Patino's an offensive-minded guy. I'd rather have an offensive-minded guy as my coach, um, even though I know we need defense. My head guy, I want to be offensive-minded, and I want to bring in the best defensive coordinator I could possibly bring in. And that's why Willie Taggart's so good, because he's a great offensive guy. He brings in a great uh, defensive guy in Jim Levitt. Sports Insider Radio, 1-800-209-1679. Mike, bowl season, how, how big is bowl season? In like When you're in the office, you know when we get to around the holidays, I mean, we're talking breakfast, lunch, nighttime football games. It's never-ending. Well, that and you know a lot of people are off work with their, with their families. The last thing they want to do is just sit there and do nothing. So the bowl games are on TV. They're excited. Every single one of these games is going to be on television. But you've got to get in on the number early because there's so many inflated numbers right now that you could literally take advantage of. Because it's like basically betting, you know, if you're getting a selection on Monday for a Saturday game, now you're getting it three weeks out, you could definitely get the best of the number, not having to wait till game day to when that number is going to be, that line could be a lot sharper with the public moving it in either direction. Bowl season over the years, as you've done this, John, uh, people just go bonkers for it? Yeah, they go bonkers. You get more people calling and inquiring. And so, like I said, if you're listening to this radio show, call and inquire. We're going to give you information on these bowl games. But understand, it's we're bowling for dollars, and that means we'll hit any sport. You know, I, I go back to what Kenny said. NHL has been the most profitable sport for him right now. Uh, the most profitable sport, ironically for me, has been NBA, not college basketball. I'm making, and again, I think it has to do with the daily rhythm where you get, uh, you know, the teams are playing. You can see the travel travel patterns of the teams you you can try to figure out in their math models which teams are going to be tired you you always talk about east coast to west coast um you see when teams you know like for instance let's say the wizards flies to the west coast and stays there obviously they're going to play the third fourth game there obviously a much fresher on the time zone than there are the first game um and then you have the overvalued nature of certain teams like the Warriors, who uh, were laying nine yesterday and one by ten, and you teams that the public is going to be. Um, you had Toronto laying fourteen; they won by thirteen. So they all even out. You know, for the one game you win if you're playing the favorites. But I want to talk about some core big numbers with you guys. Um, when was the last time you remembered every major sport the f- the favorites having the edge we know that from dealing with people on the phones for 30 years me personally i know there's always a lean towards the favorite side for the recreational gambler looking at because that's supposedly the better team but right now as we're doing this show literally in the nfl you have a 53 percent edge to the favorites against the spread 93 86 and 7 in the nba you have a 51 percent edge to the favorites 174 and 167 and 11 obviously a lot more games being played in college basketball 441 379 and 9 guess what same percentages of the nfl nfl and college basketball 
53% against the spread on the favorite side. When do you just remember the favorites winning in every sport like this? Is that something to be said with line making and making such strong numbers now? With an, no, efi- with an efficient that, market? No, that would not be. Uh, an efficient market, everybody would be, favorites would be 49% across the board. That would be an efficient so market. So what, what, su- what do you subscribe I, to this? I, it's a short, it's a small sample size. No, I mean, in the end, it'll, it'll, it'll come back. I mean, you got almost 700 games in basketball right now. Right, but you know what? If, if you went the first four weeks of the NFL and you said, oh my, the dogs are covering at 60%, I'm going to bet dogs all the way out, you'd broke. Right. You're broke. You're sure. done. You have no money left. Mike, did you hear game. that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Last week, last week doesn't have anything to do with this week. Nothing at all. <laughs> you know, you even see it in my office. The guys well, on the phone uh, talking our, to the gamblers can kind of get looped into the, oh, this it, is so easy. You know, you, we, know. you talk about sports cliches. There's a sports betting cliche, which is maybe uh, the most telling one of all, that we always tell people in a, in a buyer beware mode. Don't go overboard with what you last witnessed. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for instance, I was just, I said Alabama's one and a half, and I checked while I was on the air. Um, They just moved to two. So, you know, when you look at these, it means smart money is being moved on bowl games on January 1st and December 31st now. And I go back to planning, almost like you would plan a trip. And when I come out to Vegas, I fly here every three weeks to be with you lovely fellas. I'm planning. I'm not just driving to the airport. I have to plan what I'm bringing, what computers, and you know I bring a lot of computers. And the the whole thing is is that I think a lot of betters, it's more of 9 to 5. If you're driving down the road, don't be 9 to 5. Don't get off your day job. Just look at the board. Oh, there's a game on ESPN or TNT tonight, and we're going to just whack that thing. And, and this is not necessarily going to happen. And I know there will be people that are way on the other side of this belief. I know, Kenny, your words have always been every game is a snowflake. But with bowl season, when we get to March Madness, well, the bottom line is some conferences fare really well, some fall flat on their face. And it does seem you know, to happen every year. And I know every game is an individual game. And I'm not saying necessarily now you could do this, but it's always that trying to look ahead thing. If you project out and say, boy, I can see this conference is really going to struggle, what will happen? If that struggle, if that conference goes one and four before one of the profile games goes, uh, the money, it happens, the money will go against the team from the conference that's struggling, or the money will come on the, the conference that's gone 5-0 and o to that point. I mean, th- there's just always like these little subtleties that are inside. It doesn't necessarily put you on the right side of a game, but it might give you an indicator where the number's going to go. It, it could help you where the number's going to go, and you're right. It, does, it doesn't make it the right side of the game just because the conference is struggling. Um you know, some some conferences, maybe they overachieve a little bit during the regular season, and that's why that happens. I, I really can't explain it. It's not something that I've – I would never – I would – I've never blindly bet right. that. Because two Pac-10 teams lose in a row, I'm not going to start betting against – or the Pac-12. No, I'm not going to bet against those gonna teams. It's not going to make your but, decision, but it could be an indicator of why a number moves. It could be, yeah, you're right. And And – there's so much talk about it every year, and it's it's not just from the betters. It's more. It's main, on ESPN. Well, here's the other yeah. thing, right? In the last decade, how how much more? I mean, I moved out here to come and work with you, and that because on the premise that this stuff was going to become much more mainstream, uh, it's in the vernacular now. 
Yeah. You know, think, there's, a, there's a language to sports betting that actually has now bled itself around the country. And as well, John alluded to, I mean, this thing's in front of the Supreme Court right now. Uh, but it is a much more mainstream and accepted part of what the game and is. And what about, what about, you know, your favorite, what is your favorite thing to wager on other than sports? Well, I got news for you. The, 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 the sport, I'm sorry, uh, the no, sport no, of kings. No, hold on. Horses are athletes. Absolutely. Anybody doesn't want to think that's that's the no. And you know what? By the way, uh, for our friends in Louisville that are listening, I got a phone call yesterday, um, and people say, "Well, who's got the uh, Derby futures up?" So people gravitate to Nevada because there's the Derby future pool that's a, 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 right. at Churchill Downs. Believe me, those are you know fifteen twenty to one. You're getting horses that haven't even run yet that are out here at 200, 250 to 1. And this is the time of the year where the two-year-old thoroughbreds are running late in the year, at the end of the summer, late in the year. The Derby future is a big bet. Well, obviously, properties in town. You, you give me a lot of winners and horses. What would you say to the client, the people listening in Louisville that um, overlook the track because they're listening to the radio like ESPN and they're sports enthusiasts, they're sports bettors, they're not really in its – look, I live five minutes from Pimlico Racetrack in Baltimore. So, you know, you're talking about the Triple Crown. We have Pimlico. We got Churchill Downs. And, you know, you got two – Well, si- I'll say this. And the people in Louisville that are listening – And we're talking all the things that we're saying, how we say it, and maybe what our thought processes are in terms of making decisions when we're doing sports betting. Horse racing, there is a distinct commonality and parallel to horse racing lingo language and what we do here. And the biggest correlation would be, Kenny, in horse racing. It could be a claimer, a horse that gets claimed, and they bump him up in class because the guy was smart and he got a good claim and he jumped them up and he was ahead of the curve and he's going to make money on that. Or a horse has been running against much tougher horses and drops in against weaker foes and then he wins. What do we talk about in sports? You can cross that over into sports. You talk about the company that these teams keep. You know, oh, hey, this team's 4-0, but they were playing inferior opponents. Now they're jumping into the deep end of the pool. Or a team played four really tough teams. Now they get a weaker opponent. And the number maybe doesn't move as much as it should. Just, and it's class, and it's the company you but, keep. But I also will say the money management aspect, because we know there's a guy on the line right now in Baltimore, when you give him horses, he can't have any money management. Oh, boy. Mike? I that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? Did we, did we lose him? I, I think he just went to Pimlico. I mean, it's unbelievable. He <laughs> goes in there with two, three dimes at a clip and just fires yeah. off. And there is the money management aspect of both sports. So when you're trying to treat your wagering as a business, whether it's horses. And look, obviously, horses, ironically, you guys living here in Nevada, it's easier to, to get to market, or find a marketplace. It's legal in every state. So you can now, you know, they're talking about the Supreme Court stuff. But look, you can just open up an online account from the comfort of your home in, in, in Louisville. Um, there's only actually one state in the, in the country that where it's illegal to place a wager on a line, and that's in Georgia. Uh, two states, Georgia. Uh, Three then. U- uh, Utah and Hawaii. Okay, Utah, Hawaii, and Georgia. Other than that, because the reason why I know this, my uh, I have family that lives in in Georgia, and they drive to Churchill Downs to make wagers from Atlanta every year because they got to cross over to that border. Well, Kenny, he'll tell you this: one of the most popular places, and in fact, on the Derby. The connections, I believe it was of I'll Have Another, who 
won the Kentucky Derby, drove from Los Angeles to Stateline, drove to Prim to come across the border and made a Derby future wager and cashed a huge number on I'll Have Another. Uh, but the mobile apps, they know where you are to the foot. No, you you listen, can be two feet I have on it. the other I'm, side of the border and you can't make a bet. You walk across the line and you can make a bet. But I mean, but I mean, obviously, how many people from California, Kenny, drive to state line to put their bets in? Oh, I'm sure there's so many. I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but I also know four of the five biggest weekends in Las Vegas. The busiest weekends are all built around sports. Cinco de Mayo. You know? Well, the, well uh, I think March Madness, the first four days of March Madness has become the home run. Oh, that's the that's like the That's the home. That's Nirvana. That's, yeah. but, then there's the Super Bowl. People, and the other one is the first Saturday in May yeah. with the Kentucky Derby here in Vegas. Yeah. The Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And there's always a massive fight yeah. that night. And, and, and when I went to yeah. cash my uh, parlay this morning, people were already on the sp- horse book side of the sports book yeah, placing wagers because it's well, already e- What are West they called? East. What are they called? I'll let you see. Race and sports books. Race and sports books. And if you, I would say you should race to get a complimentary selection <laughs> oh, at 1-800-209-1679. Because, so <laughs> guys, if you're listening, you're, you're going to church showdowns. We have horse information. We have sports information. We have all the information. We have over 100 years uh, of expertise at our fingertips. And Mike is sitting there. If, he'll stay on the phone with you as opposed to run to Pimlico and make the wagers himself. Mike, you had to see that, buddy. <laughs> Mike, you had to see that. I mean, he had the Cheshire cat grin. He was so proud of himself with that segue that was smooth as a stucco tub. Well, and like you we said, talk about it every week. And, 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 and I will, and I will say, like you know, you people like to play parlays, teasers, and exotics in the sports. But the reality is, like you said, you can get a huge return. And what is the average horse race? How long does it take? Well, it depends on the distance. Six furlongs, one eleven, one one. So one eleven. If you're laying a favorite, it's like watching a game for a minute and eleven. It's SportsInsiderRadio.com. One eight hundred. 209-1679 John and Mike John Syndicate.com Kenny White OddsXFactor.com Odds We love doing this We got Sports Insider Radio for you and uh, we're here every weekday every Wednesday uh, at 10 a.m. Looking forward to a great time of year We've got bowl season coming up Welcome our folks out of the state that are listening to us and uh you get the show up. If you missed any portion of it, That's you'll it. have it archived. SportsInsiderRadio.com. You can listen to everything, all every show archived online. Like I said, Carl, Mike, he's waiting for you to get that complimentary selection. All right, Mike, have a good one, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you guys have to do the same. All right, we will talk to you again soon. Check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. Oh.